T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan. Shout out to the Rangers fans. Of course, my Devils fans, Islanders fans, and uh, just hockey fans that want more hockey talk on the fan. Who would have thought that I'd be the guy bringing that to you? It's good to have Brian McKeon with me as well, who I know is a big puck guy. And uh, we'll keep it rolling. There's more to talk about. You know, during the break, I'm looking at baseball stuff. Obviously, I'm a huge baseball fan. Uh, not not huge, like, you know, I, I I think I'm a big baseball fan, though. Like, I think I care about baseball. I watch baseball a lot. I go to a lot of games, and uh, I, I love the game, and I, I love the Yankees. And I just keep thinking about the energy that we'll have this season if they let the kids play. Let the kids play. No, nah, but for real, let the kids play. That was a hashtag that Major League Baseball used about four or five years ago. Let the kids play, though, right? And uh, they had a whole campaign with the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., and there's been a trend in Major League Baseball where we are seeing young kids play. Like, just in the World Series, you saw both teams face off with rookie shortstops. You saw Jeremy Pena win MVP. You saw Bryson Stott show up and hold it down for the Phillies enough for them to get to the World Series. Let these young guys go. Let these young guys play. These young kids are more prepared than ever, right? They 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 train all year round from the time that they're drafted, even in high school. They have trainers all year round and they're just they're advanced. They're they're a step ahead. There there's no more of this like, oh, these guys got to uh, you know, live in the minor leagues for 5, 6 years, make their way up. No, if they're ready to play, let them go. And on both sides, Mets and Yankees, we have young guys making noise in spring training right now. And uh, I already mentioned Ronnie Mauricio. He was the Dominican Winter League MVP. He's a tall guy. He's got power, left-handed bat. He's hitting bombs. He's hit three home runs and, you know, seven at-bats or something like that. And Brett Beatty is another one that hits home runs. He's got a flair for the dramatic. And he's trying to make his presence felt after the uh, Carlos Correa deal doesn't go through. He wants to get an opportunity. And we all know about Francisco Alvarez. We got to see him probably too late for the Mets last year, but he's the number one prospect. And you got to let the kids play. On the other side with the Yankees, Anthony Volpe leads off the game today with a homer. Shows you some power. I kind of hate that he's wearing 77 like Clint Frazier, but it's spring training, whatever. Those spring training numbers, uh, they give these guys football numbers. That's an offensive lineman number. Even with, like, Oswald Peraza wearing 91. That's another young guy that... If you ask me, if they want to, you know, manipulate service time, which of course they do, if they don't want to start the clock yet and Volpe's going to go uh, back to AAA and have to prove it there and then graduate from AAA, Oswald Peraza, we saw him a little too late for the Yankees at the end of the year. Start the season with them. Opening day, you want to add some juice and some energy to opening day? Let the kids play and uh hopefully he's not wearing 91 like a defensive tackle and same thing with uh Oswaldo Cabrera Oswaldo Cabrera his birthday was uh this week I think a day or two ago and um that guy was a spark plug for the Yankees a lot of people didn't really know him uh and when he came up he made an immediate impact he's 24 and this guy can play multiple positions and I hope that they let him do that I hope that you see him play 
four or five different positions. I hope that they find a place for him because he's got the it factor and he's young. They got to take that number 95 off his back like he's a defensive end. But uh, my whole thing right now with, with the Mets and the Yankees, we get it. You got high payrolls. We get it. You got Judge making $40 million a year. Scherzer, Verlander, those guys making 40 plus a year. But let the kids play. We want to see some young energy mixed with the veterans and see what that actually can create. Tommy's in New Hyde Park on the fan. Go for it, Tommy. How you doing, Keith? I got to tell you, I enjoyed your the other day with Evans on your show. Yeah, Monday. That was great. I had a good time uh, filling in for Craig. Yeah, it was a good show. I also want to ask you about, um, besides Burlander and Serger, who's on S3 starters? For the Mets, they're looking in at... your opinion, yeah. Kodai Senga, right? Jose Quintana... Cookie Carrasco, David Peterson, Tyler McGill. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> nah, it's really not though. I, mean, I like right now. I know people are looking at spring training and reading too much into it. But uh, there's an article Evan put it out, and I read it earlier um, on the Athletic. It's how the Mets will mix in their six man rotation, and uh, if there's anybody that you trust in doing oh, that, it's Buck. It's Buck Showalter. Oh, I'm sorry. They said it's oh they're doing a six man rotation. I think they might be, and I think that that might be for the best until you actually figure out who is who and what is what, and maybe to help preserve guys like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer who are up there in age, and a Kodai Senga who's making a transition from Japan to Major League Baseball. It's you know going to need a little time to figure it out. Jose Quintana, who's not necessarily an, an ace or a top-of-the-rotation guy, uh, he's serviceable, but not sure exactly what he's going to be in New York. Uh, David Peterson and Tyler McGill are kind of waiting in the wings, but they deserve their opportunities. You know, I, I think it's better to have a six-man rotation, even if you look at the Yankees right now, right? Their fifth starter is either Domingo Herman or Clark Schmidt. That gives you six guys. Well, I agree with that, and we don't know what we're getting from the Japanese players and none of that, but uh, we don't know yet, really, then, our first five starters. Yeah, and we don't know, but what I'll say is Buck Showalter is overprepared, and that's what makes him great. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking down the line, and um, you know, one of the one of the early paragraphs is it says uh, while the Mets won't run a six man rotation for the entirety of the season, they've dissected their schedule already to figure out the best places to insert Peterson, McGill, or a different depth starter to give the regular quintet an extra breather. So it's it's all about. Uh, figuring out where to have a guy make a start to rest someone else, give someone an extra day of rest, depending on the travel, depending on uh, this different schedule we're going to see this year where everyone plays everyone. It's it's just a matter of being smart and using all the personnel that you have. Well, let's go next. They looked great last night against the the Nets, but uh, what a time! What a time to be alive for the Knicks fans. I don't hate it as a Nets fan because we just had our time. It was three years. It's been three years since the Knicks were able to beat the Nets in back-to-back games. I know it's been a while. I was I was like ecstatic last night. I even hit the parlay. Yeah, I I, I was gonna bet the Knicks. I saw the spread was Knicks minus seven and a half. Then it went to eight. I'm like, man, I should I should bet them to win by 20. It was seven and a half and over two twenty three and a half. Yeah, yeah I, I, I knew the it. Nets were cooked, man. They the night before they battled with the Bucks, the number one team in the East, and then they gave them a run for it. Then they they unraveled in the third quarter. Uh, these guys haven't been able to really get a a, a good practice together since the um, All Star break uh, ended, and you know they're kind of trying to figure it out on the fly here versus a Knicks team that is now a cohesive unit. They know their roles. They're healthy. They've lost games, and they've learned from you know the games that they lost in the beginning of the year. Right. Now they know how to secure those games and win those games. And you know Tibbs, he's not taking his guys off the floor. <laughs> he's making sure that the uh, game is in the bag. These guys have won seven in a row. They're feeling themselves, and Knicks fans should finally feel like you know they can uh, be proud of the team a little bit and you know kind of right. pump their chests out of a, a bit. I, I'm fine with it. As a Nets fan, I'm not really down about it. I understand this is the NBA. You know. Um, Kyrie and KD forced their way out. So you have what you're left with. And this is not a team that the Nets organization or fans uh, planned on being on the floor here in March. So it is what it is. It's got to be killing Evan Roberts, you know? Yeah, I know Evan's going through it a little bit. But I think Evan knows too, you know. Evan talks about his Robertitis. 
He knew that it wasn't going to ever work with KD and Kyrie here. He knew that this had to end, that it was a toxic relationship. And the way that it ended, I've said on record, I think it's going to wear more on KD and Kyrie and their legacy and their careers than the Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets fans. Like, yeah, this season is probably cooked for the Nets. They'll probably be a playing team. If they can play into the playoffs, they'll probably be outed in the first round. So what, though? The future is brighter for the Nets than it was the last time they went the superstar route with KG and Paul Pierce and, you know, giving up the franchise back then. Hey, Keith, can I ask you one thing as a Cowboy fan with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's who's going to be our first pick in the draft? It depends, man. This draft is going to be crazy. I think they should go defense. It depends who drops to them. I do not want to see them draft a running back. I don't think uh, the kid Robinson out of Texas is going to drop to them. I think they got to go defense. I'd like to see them get a corner. All right. Um, one more thing, and I'll hang on. Uh, congrats on your child. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, have a great night. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for the call, Tommy. Yeah, we can talk all sports. Call me up. 877-877, I don't even know the number, 877-337-6666. Of course I know the number. You, you've got to say it like 30 times a show, right? I think everybody knows that number. It's one of the most famous numbers out there, definitely more famous than um, Mike Jones' cell phone number. Let's see who we've got on the line. Ruben is in Belleville, New York. You got it, Ruben. Well, what's good, Keith? Congratulations on the kiddo, by the way. Thank but listen. You. I was inspired by your producer's rant. Brian? Yeah. 1994, you've never seen anything like it in this town before or since. Even when the Yankees won, when the Giants won, there was nothing like it because it was every night. Yeah. It was Especially during the playoffs, it was Rangers one night, Knicks the next night, Rangers the next night, Knicks the next night. The city was electric, and people weren't even Ranger fans. It was crazy. Ruben, that's what I'm saying. That's why I opened up saying, like, at 6 o'clock, it was still light out. It's going to get warm out. We're heading towards that again. The Rangers are good. The Knicks are good. The Garden is back. We could literally be walking into a playoffs postseason where, like you said, every other night, it's the Knicks, the Rangers. They're winning, and there are people flooding the streets, coming out of Madison Square Garden, happy about the sports teams in the middle of New York. You know those bars? My dad used to have a restaurant. You know those bars on 33rd Street right there? Of course. There's like three of them in a row, the Blarney Stone, whatever it is mm-hmm. over there. Do you have no idea? I mean, BTW in those restaurants, in those in those places, every night, outside, hanging out, walking down. You, you just don't know the electricity. For the for the Yankee parade, there was nothing like the '94. Uh, and that's parade. what I'm saying. We don't know, right? Brian said he's like I wasn't even alive then. He Brian told me last night he was negative three in '94. So like, yeah. there there's I'm, a whole generation of young fans listening right now. They want their run. They want yeah. their experience. They want their championship. And the fact that we're smelling it and we're feeling it and we're even thinking that it could happen this year, I think we should be talking about that. I think and, we should be. And playing. I'm in Belleville, right next to Newark, so. I'm going to be wilding out when the Rangers and Newark play, when the Rangers play in Newark. Exactly. So I, I, I hope, hope to happens. see you there, all right? Yes, sir. Thanks for the call, Ruben. For my young boys, for my young guys listening, like, if you are a Rangers fan, Knicks fan, because of proximity, location, or relation, your dad, your brothers, like, this is your time, right? If you're a Knicks fan and you haven't, like, okay, two years ago when the Knicks were the four seed and they, they lost to Detroit, like, that wasn't it. That was, like... I don't know. I guess it counts as something, but you—it was so short-lived. You it was cute. It was yeah. It was it was a flash in the pan. Like all right, it was a cute little showing. We here and and then it was over. This Knicks team has an opportunity to actually get out of the first round or win more than one game in the first round, and then like actually make a run. The Rangers made a run last year. I was talking last night about how I liked watching the Rangers beat the Penguins, beat the Hurricanes. I thought that they should have beat Tampa. When they went up 2-0, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Learn something about hockey then and learn something about the Tampa Bay Lightning. But here we are again heading into the spring, right? Spring is 18 days away. And, uh, you know, the playoffs are like a month and a half away. Opening day is 28 days away. Like, New York is going to be on 10. And if you're a young guy who just turned 21 or you're a young guy who roots for these teams and haven't seen them uh, be at the top of their games, now is the time, right? We're not going to spend every night talking about if Aaron Rodgers is going to come here in the fall. You have right in front of you 
two solid teams, the Rangers and the Knicks. And then if you look around further, there's solid teams elsewhere. The Mets, the Yankees, the Islanders, the Devils. Like it's, it's a good time to be a New York sports fan, especially for you young guys that don't remember 94. We don't remember 94. Brian was negative three. I think I was six. So it's like we we uh, we don't remember it. We didn't live it. But now here it comes. Here's your time. Let's go to Ralph in Lakewood, New Jersey on the fan. What up, Ralph? Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Blessed to be here. Happy to have a five-hour show again. Okay. So now I'm just warning you in advance. This has nothing to do with you because I'm about to let loose on something that I can't contain anymore. Because for the last month, Keith, I've been listening to the radio 660, and all I'm hearing about is Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. And I can't hear it anymore. I can't deal with the speculation anymore. And the dark room and the blackness, I can't anymore, Keith. No, I'm sick. No, it's not funny. It's not funny because I'm a listener. I'm a consumer of the station. And I've been abused with Aaron Rodgers' talk. If you need content, Bring me to station, and I'll give content. I am so fed up of Kiki Adirni talking about Rogers and Carr. I can't. By the way, by the way, no one even said that he's going to the Jets. It's a bunch of Jets fans who are wishing for something that never even happened. I didn't, I didn't drop the call. I, I'm just being mindful of the listeners. I'm listening with my headphones on. I just turned them down a little bit. Ralph, you're still on. I'm just letting you. Ah, you know, I, I, I meditate almost every day, even if it's a 5, 10 second meditation. Uh, I usually meditate before I go on air. I hit my inhaler. I have some water and I just breathe. <sighs> Think about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. Try and be present in the opportunity. Let's go back to Ralph. You all right, Ralph? Keith? Yeah, I'm good. I am sorry. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm no, with no, no, you. I, I, listen, I listen to WFAN no, no, no. every single day as well. From the time I wake up, even when I'm okay, driving okay. home after I'm done listening to Sal. And I just, you know, as a host here, I can't do the endless, like, I, we've done it's it every day. It's not normal. It's not normal. For a month straight, for four hours, that's all anyone talks. Hey, hold on. You think, well, Derek Carr is going to take them to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is going to take them to the Ralph, Super Bowl. Ralph, we're, but Aaron Rodgers, we're not even for, sure if either one is going to play I here. Know, and we've I wasted know. a ton of time on them. Oh, my God. we got to talk about this guy's dark retreat as if they're putting me in a room with the monsters for a month. And it's the same point by everyone. Well, Derek Carr is younger, but he's only going to take them to the playoffs. Nope. And Rodgers may win the Super Bowl, but no it's one only knows. a year or two. No one knows. We've heard every more. angle, all the speculation. And uh, I think last week I said I'm getting left-at-the-altar vibes for the Jets fans. All of this Aaron Rodgers speculation and talk, this is exactly what this guy wants. He acts like he wants privacy. He acts like he wants to be isolated. Why are you doing a podcast on the time that you were away, doubling down on it? People are waiting for a decision. He's like, oh, tune me out. Tune me out if you don't want to hear about it. If you think I'm being a diva about my, my career, tune me out. We can't. Here in New York, people are obsessing about it. And I'm not a Jets fan, I'm a football fan, and I'm a host here at WFAN, and I listen all day, and I prepare my show, and I think that I can't like, I can't add anything to the Aaron Rodgers conversation. Right. I, I agree. Now, Keith, and I want to tell you right now, I want you to tell Tiki and Tierney, because I've been abused from it. I've been abused. If they need content, I know it's February, there's nothing going on. Bring me to the station. I'll provide content. I promise you. There's a I'll ton going on. Phenomenal content. Send me a producer and bring me to the city. I'll do a four-hour <laughs> show. I promise you the listeners will enjoy it more than, hey, do you think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers? We've spoken about this for the last two weeks, but here we go again. Longer. I, I said this is, this is the second month of nonstop Aaron Rodgers talk on the fan. I, I'm trying my best to do anything you're, else. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. But I've been abused by other people on the station. I, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry that I lost my mind and I knew that I was going to lose my mind. I called the fan with intention to lose my mind. <laughs> it's not like it just happened. I knew I was going to make the call 
decision that I'm going to go public in front of millions of people and lose my mind. Because for all the four weeks that I've heard the Rogers car talk, I'm getting my revenge. And I'm a Detroit Lions fan. So I don't even love this stuff. You got hey, any, by the way, what? Do you, I have any what? You got anything on the Rangers? You know, so we we can we can kind of bring it down a little bit. Unfortunately, now the Ottawa Senator, Senators have scored back-to-back goals in the last minute, and now they take the lead two-one on the Rangers with about ten minutes to go in the second period. Yeah, the one thing I have in the Rangers is uh, I heard New York fans that Aaron Rodgers may come to goalie in the Rangers. Two another one. <laughs> Let's this for another two months. Thanks for the call, Ralph. Ralph is actually a lot of people that don't call. Ralph is me at some points. I love BT and Tiki. Like, I think they're great. Both guys, I have a ton of respect for. There's so many mornings where, you know, like last night, I I went to sleep at 4 a.m., I'll get up at 10, and the first thing I'll do is turn on Tiki and Tierney on Twitch. Shout out to the Twitch gang. You hear me say that a lot because there's about 60 to 70 of us that watch Tiki and Tierney in a chat, and we talk about everything they say, and every day it's Aaron Rodgers. And I understand BT is a diehard Jets fan, and he's not going to let it go until they see this thing through one way or the other. But for the fans and the listeners, it's Groundhog's Day. No pun intended, it's March 2nd. We're a month away from Groundhog's Day. But, but <laughs> when you start your morning with the show and it's, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers... Way better than Derek Carr. What are we talking about? We're talking about an all-time great. What's Derek Carr? He hasn't won a playoff game. Oh, well, does how's he going to fit here with the media? It's like, didn't we do this already? Didn't we do this yesterday and the day before and the week before? <laughs> there is a ton to talk about. Every night that I'm on, and I know this, you know, right now there's a, a different audience listening than, you know, the audience that hears me at 12, 1, 2 a.m., but I'm, I'm combing through everything. I'm trying to talk NFL combine. I'm trying to talk NFL draft. I'm trying to talk NFL offseason. Moves that are potentially being made or not being made. I'm trying to talk hockey. I didn't even grow up watching hockey. I became a hockey fan because of the fan. I've added that to the show. I've added that to the airwaves. I talk hoops. All hoops. Knicks. Like, the Knicks should be a story. And what we were saying about the Knicks all season was, ah, you know, they build up some goodwill, and then they erase it. Well, no. Now they're, they've won seven in a row. They've built up goodwill. They deserve our attention. They deserve our conversations. I'm a Nets fan. The Nets are cooked. The KD Kyrie era is over. So I understand if we don't want to talk Nets on the airwaves, but the Knicks deserve our attention. This Aaron Rodgers stuff has gotten out of control because Aaron Rodgers, like, he's not a Jet. He, He's a Packer right now, and we don't know what he's going to decide, right? I think the only thing I added the other night was that the Raiders have come out to say they're not in on Aaron Rodgers. They want to build. They're, you know, rumored to be trying to draft Will Levis out of Kentucky. Okay, that's rumors. What people say is one thing. What they do is another. But when that report comes out, it adds another battery in the back of Jets fans. Oh, it's only us now. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go back to the Packers, if he doesn't retire, the only place he could be... We we gotta chill. We gotta chill. We've we've played right into the hands of uh, you know the darkness retreat and what this guy wants. And I think it's nuts, right? And even with Derek Carr, I, I had a remark about you know Derek Carr showed up to Summit, New Jersey, and uh, you know what if he turned on the radio and listened to WFN while he was in a cab or you know while he was in his own car. Pun intended, not intended. Rangers just scored to tie it up 2-2. But what do you think Derek Carr is thinking listening to WFAN uh, at any hour and people are saying, oh, Derek Carr's a bum. Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo, bro. He might not want to play. He might not want to play here. He might not be the best thing for the New York Jets. And you know what? Football is over. We've we've still got a a little bit of time to figure out what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. It cannot dominate every hour of this great radio station 877-337-6666 km to am we got to take a break and i'll be right back hey yo make sure you're driving carefully out there 
Maybe you're just chilling, listening on the free Odyssey app. Maybe you're not in the car. I think you can also listen to the Odyssey app in the car, but be safe. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to KM to AM on WFAN. Keith McPherson, Brian McKeon, hanging out down here at the station in Tribeca, talking sports, watching the Rangers, who are now up 3-2. It's a good game. It's a good game. Hopefully the Rangers win. Devils fans, don't be mad at me. I'm a radio host. I'm a Devils fan, but I have a job to do. And I think it'd be foolish of me to ignore the Rangers or put my Devils fandom in front of the story that is the Rangers. When the Devils are on, like they were on last night, we give them airtime, of course. But, uh, you know, I've just not grown to hate the Rangers yet. Maybe I'll have a reason to in a couple years. But um, this is New York, man. We got to focus on New York sports. We got to focus on the guys that are here, that want to be here, that are playing here. Not the Katie's and the Kyrie's, not the Aaron Rodgers or even Derek Carr. Like, let's focus on the guys that are here playing and representing New York, like Josh Hart, like Jalen Brunson. Let's focus on the guys that want to be here, like Aaron Judge. Let's focus on the guys that decided to be here, like Justin Verlander. We have a lot to look forward to this spring. It's going to be fun. Baseball, I think they've made changes that are going to make the game more entertaining, faster. I think that we're going to have a good time when we get back into our ballparks. Uh, March Madness is right around the corner. I don't know if you're into that. Of course you're into that. If you're a sports fan, you want to win a couple dollars and uh, watch some good competitive basketball, right? There's no load managing there. There's... No divas there. There's no uh, player empowerment there. Just young kids hungry to win. And uh, the the NFL Combine, I think last night I said it, it started um, this weekend as far as being able to watch it. No, it started today. I think I just had my dates crossed up. It's crazy. It's already March 2nd. Like, we are moving fast. We are moving right along. Jordan year 2023. We are already in March. Next thing you know, it's opening day, then we're in April, and then it's summer. And like I'm saying, folks, it's going to be a great time. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. We're spending all this time, you know, and I'm, I'm not even going to say the dude's name anymore, uh, but we're spending all the time talking about, you know, a potential quarterback and, um, you know, one team in New York who, as we're talking about a championship drought, that team has had the longest playoff drought. Why are they getting so much air time? <laughs> Let's keep it rolling, man. Reggie is in Waterbury, Connecticut on the fan. What up, Reggie? What's going on, my guy? First you know. of all, congrats, congratulations on everything. I've been listening to you from day one, and congratulations on your son. Thank you. Appreciate it. I want to comment on the Stephen A. Smith thing. Stephen A. Smith is very slick with his tongue because that's his job, to talk. And there's rumors that him and Molly was a little closer than what he should have been when he was married when she was married to Jalen Rose. Mm. If you pay attention to how they interact with each other, I kind of can tell that he did something because they're not even married anymore. <laughs> but he's really slick with his tongue. Heard you. You know what I mean? So um, I, I'm a fan of sports. I'm not going to tell you I try to watch hockey. I don't understand it. But to sit there and say the only thing I know about hockey is the puck is the puck is black. That's it's corny, bro. Hockey. It's just like that's it's not in good taste. And uh, for him to be somebody that's high paid here in New York, a New Yorker supposed to be representing us to a national audience, uh, that's what you come up with when they talk about the Rangers on a night like tonight? Like, come on, bro. You could do better than that. And that's why he had to uh, post his little, like, rebuttal or whatever, or post his little, oh, let me clear this up. Oh, oh everybody relax. No, you should have just taken the opportunity to uh, be better, and, and it's another miss. But that's part of his whole shtick and his whole M.O., right? That's why he's that's who he is. First time. That's not his first time. That You know, you could count on a bunch of people's hands and was his slick tongue. He got, you have to remember, he got fired at one point from from ESPN for saying stuff, saying something that ESPN just didn't allow. He had to kiss his, you know, 
he had to kiss butt to get his job back. Sure, sure. But, I mean, he's one of their highest paid guys, most recognized guys. What I would just oh, like is for him, him to be better as a black man, him to be better as a New Yorker, him to just be better in his approach to how he talks about anything, man. It's like I get the shtick, I get his angle, but uh, that was a, that was a miss today. So when I when I heard that and I saw that and, you know, I applied it to myself, I'm nowhere near where Stephen A. Smith is in the media or in my career or anything. But if I but can take it. you will get there. You sure, will get there. You know, I, I, I can only dream of, of getting to that level. But what I can say is that, you know, I came into this job being a host on WFAN and I took on the challenge, right? You say you watch hockey, you can't get into it. It's to, to each its own, right? So I watched exactly. and, and I paid attention. And for me, it's like you got to know the lines and you got to know the rules. And all you need to know really is like offsides, icing, uh, like high stick. You know, you got to know what, like later in the games when they go empty net, um, overtime, shootout. And then once you know some of those basics about, you know, what lines are in, uh, what goalie is in, uh, it, it starts to get more fun to watch. And really what changes it for me is going to a live game because when you're when you're in there, it's cold and you can see the whole ice and you can follow the puck with your eyes versus, you know, the camera following it. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a great game. I think it's a tough game. I've got a ton of respect for the guys that play it. And uh, now I try and bring it into my show and add it to my show. And before I was on WFAN, I never was watching hockey. Okay, I have one more question. Mm-hmm. During the, uh, the tournament that's coming up, who do you who, who are you taking uh, to cut the nets down? I don't know yet. That's a tough one. And I mean, we really can't can't call that until we see the bracket, right? Because you know, you could look at a team like I don't know Purdue or Alabama or Kansas or whoever and say that you know they're the team, but you know they might end up in a situation where they're in a, a tough uh, region. You know, we'll we'll have those conversations coming up soon. The conference tournaments are coming up, and uh, I'm definitely going to talk about March Madness on air. I'm I'm not going to be on uh, quarterback watch for uh, Florham Park. I tell you what, I'm a North Carolina Tower Hill fan ever since Jordan, so that gives you my age. Yeah, they had a good run last year, uh, and you know they they're always the in it. They always they always find a way to make noise. I don't, I don't and they're not having their best year this year, but. Uh, I feel you. Heard you. And once they came, when they came out with the preseason number one, I was and I said to myself, "Why they're not that good of a team?" And look where they at now. Armando Baycock, what's his name? Right? Isn't that Armando Baycock? Yeah. He's not that good. He's good, but he's not that good. Yeah, we'll see. That's just my opinion. We'll see how far they go. I actually uh, started watching a little bit more college basketball once uh, the NBA All-Star break hit. I was able to watch some games, and I'm definitely going to be dialed in on these conference tournaments because that's, in my opinion, where you can start to see who is who and what is what, and then that'll give you a leg up when you're looking at matchups. Thanks for the call, Reggie. And Yeah, I'll say it again. If, if I can take it upon myself to not say, oh, all I know about hockey is that the puck is black, <laughs> If I can take it upon myself to say, hey, I can expand, I can learn, I can grow, I can become a hockey fan, I can learn enough about hockey to hold a conversation with other hockey fans on air. Stephen A. Smith couldn't do that in all his years. And even like an opportunity today where you had Michael K. right there, lean on Michael K. for the hockey conversation. It was only a little 30-second skit, a 30-second segment. Um if you didn't already know the weight of a Patrick Kane joining the Rangers, like your little uh, your little tweet was uh, not it, Stephen A. You got to be better, bro. You are a nationally respected and recognized figure that represents New York City. And on air on your show, first take, you completely missed, and then you tried to patch it up uh, and say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm just focused on the Knicks." Yes, aren't we all right? We saw what the Knicks did last night, but they're not playing tonight. I will say his comments did obviously aggravate me today, but to what the last caller said, it's cooled off a little bit. He didn't get, he didn't get, no one gets that job from kissing butt. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, Stephen A. Smith. I got respect for what he's yeah, done. Yeah, like, his like he is, he is one of the most decorated like sports in this field of giving takes and stuff like that. He kind of 
pushed sports media into that direction. Yeah. Of give and takes. Like, like Stephen A. Smith has done a lot. in it. Uh, He's had a career that me or you could dream to have. So let's, you know... Uh, have your opinions on Stephen A. That's fine, but let's show a little respect to. I mean, he's had one of the greatest not, media yeah, careers in history. I'm not knocking what the guy did to get to where he is. I'm knocking what he did today. No, no, where today I, and, and individual takes you could absolutely have a problem with. I'm just saying to what the last caller said. Let's just show a little respect to this guy's career. This yeah, guy's had and, like a and, and 30 some, year career and in this some industry. Some respect to Jalen Rose and Molly. What's her name? Molly Karam. Yeah, Molly Karam. <laughs> I saw the uh, video on Twitter where they have these little cut-ups of uh, Stephen A. Smith kind of giving Molly the side eye and uh, showing a little favoritism to her. And, yeah, I know she was married to uh, Jalen Rose, I think, during the whole, like, quarantine pandemic. Yeah, they were married very shortly, right? Yeah, that was quick. I guess COVID, uh, staying at home with your significant other didn't do uh, too much justice oh, for no, that. Oh, no, yeah. Well, there's a name for that. A lot of people broke up during the pandemic, during the quarantine time, because that's when you were really put – to the test. You really like this person? Now you're stuck with him every day in the same. How, how'd you deal with it? I mean, I was in a one-bedroom apartment with my, you know, wife at the time. I think we were engaged. Um, but we've been, my, my wife and I have been together or around each other now 13, going on 14 years. Like, we've grown up together and we've gone through things together. So, like, that was nothing for us. That was just like, oh, all right, well, um, let's stock up on food and alcohol and you know my wife i remember my wife breaking out puzzles i never do puzzles but i'll sit down and do a puzzle with my wife my wife and i are are, are good i love my wife my wife has believed in me more than people in my own family my wife has supported me when no one else was there so the quarantine stuff didn't uh mess you know what's with crazy is I, I was thinking about that earlier today i genuinely have no idea how we got through that time like, there were no sports on every night. We went months at a time with nothing I'll on. I'll never forget it because that was when I got a reality check, bro. I was looking at myself in the mirror like, you're a, you're a loser, dude. Like, you, <laughs> you, gonna... care, you care so much about what grown men do with the ball in their hands. And, like, right now, what do you have? Nothing. I was, I was <laughs> lost. I was, I, watching, was, I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Bro, I was going back watching old grainy YouTube basketball games, baseball games, football games. Uh, I was challenging myself to like go back and look up the history of things that I didn't know as well. I was creating content uh, around uh, like just anything to pass the Thank time. Thank God for the last dance. The last dance. Thank was, God. That was huge much needed during that time because at least it was something to watch on tv that was new and uh you could look forward for, to for but. losers like us like th that that was so convenient at the time that it came out because it was right in the middle of it all right mm -hmm. and then we hadn't seen sports in three or four months that was your drawback in thank god for that i just i, I was, was thinking about earlier keith that i was like i was like like that because it wasn't that long ago and i was trying to like think back to myself at the time, like how did i i don't know how i did it i, I don't I, I don't remember like in time. the middle of it not having sports every single night, but thank thank God. I was like, staying I mean, up late, waking up early. I, I was watching KBO. <laughs> I was watching KBO at four four five a.m. Bro, that was the first thing that came back, right? Yeah, it was it was Korean baseball. That was the first like organized sports that we had in the world. Yeah, insane. They had no one there, but I'm watching on some. <laughs> <like> <laughs> I don't even want to admit. Some of the things that, uh, you know, I was going back and doing in that time, it was a weird time, but it was a reality check. I said last night, man, I'll never forget when they stopped the NBA right before tip-off because of Rudy Gobert, I didn't think that was possible. It was like, I'm like, wait, so all of these people that paid for tickets that are in their seats have to go home? They're not going to, they could play the game. No, they can't play the game. I knew we were in trouble. I'm like, oh man, here we go. My wife. Shout out to my wife. Her birthday is March 12th. And oh, that stinks. The, the paper that morning was the day that sports stopped. And I was like depressed. <laughs> I, I can't really celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday. Who cares? I don't know what we're getting into. I don't know how long this is going to take. This could be the whole year. Like it was, it was a bad time. It was a different time. Uh, it was a warped time. That's why I say the world was warped. Our minds were warped. We, Hopefully, you never go back to something like that. But Ever. It, it, it was a reality check for me with sports. Like, that's why I love it so much. That's why I'm looking forward to this spring, man. 
We can be out here. If you want to go see the, the Rangers, you could go see the Rangers. Go see the Knicks. Uh, I think opening day, the Yankees are going to play, and then the Devils play that night. I'm probably going to be on air, but I have people already saying, hey, bro, you should try and, you know, double dip. Go see the Yankees during oh, the I've day. Oh, I've done that. It's beautiful. Go, go, and it's awesome. Like, have it you, now, did you, did you go to any of the games, the Yankee games during COVID? Like, yeah. remember when they first opened and it was like 10% capacity and everything? I was, okay, so I, like a fool, um, and shout out to my boy Joe's McFly. He'll be on Carton and Roberts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We bought out the first month of April we bought tickets to all of those games because wow. we didn't know what the resale market was going to be like. We Smart. thought with just 10% capacity. Was the resale market high? No. Mm. I think we end up overpaying. Because people were probably still a little too scared to go out. But we sat where we wanted to sit. Joe's likes to sit in 103, right you know, right behind the right field wall. Mm-hmm. You get good service there. You can see the whole field. Judge is right there. It's usually a good area. So we, we bought out tickets uh, for the first month. And man, <laughs> I remember we were doing podcasts together and we, we were calling the podcast cold and mad because you show up to the game and I think my, my vaccination wasn't until I wasn't fully vaccinated until early April um, or maybe maybe mid April. So like I only had one shot. I had to produce I had to produce a, a piece of paper saying that I got, you know, you had to get the covid test. Yeah. So we were going to like urgent cares. They were they were setting the up uh, like trucks on the on the side streets. They the didn't have that set up. They didn't yeah. have that set up until maybe the second or third week into the season. I ended up connecting with those people and doing promo for them, telling people, "Hey, you can pull up here, show your ID Smart. and and your your health care, and you know they'll shove the chopsticks up your nose." And you wait 15 minutes, they'll print you out a piece of paper that works. You'll get to go to a game, though. To get in Yankee Stadium, right? I, I remember the first game I went to, it was 10% capacity. It was the first Yankee-Astro game. Do you remember that? When they, they I was played there. The, I they was played at all the of those games, yes. I could not believe how loud it was in the building. Because <laughs> that was the first time the Astros had returned since the cheating scandal. Yeah, shout and out to the creatures. We were turning dude, up. It was it was crazy. That The volume in that stadium for that game, even though... I, I just because I was there first one. Yeah, I mean, ringing out like the crazy. whole New York City. Could and there were, hear and there were what six thousand people there, seven thousand people. It sounded there? like a full. Stadium. It sounded like there were forty five thousand. Security was trying to turn us down. We had trash cans. We had inflatable trash cans. We had uh, signs. We had yep. signs that like said like I saw the sign. Like we were trolling them. We had all I, that. I, and they were I taking got, all of our props. Away. I almost got sent sent out because um I was trying to come in with I wore an orange shirt. With the Astro symbol on it that said Houston Bleep Holes Baseball. Yeah, they wouldn't let you And they that wouldn't in. let me in with it. And I, I was like throwing a fit. My friend had to give me his uh, his sweatshirt and to put it on. And then, and then I was good. Yeah. But I couldn't walk in with that, with that I shirt don't know on. Why? I mean, it's Yankee Stadium. It's, but it's, that's the thing. It's Yankee Stadium. If, if I, I could see him in Maid Park not let me in with that. No, but security at Yankee Stadium, man, they are over the top. Yeah, they have to establish dominance. That's why I tell people, I'm like, they're. I know a lot of security people. Shout out to any of the security people at Yankee Stadium listening. But I always tell people that come for their first time or once a year and they're, like, afraid of security. I'm like, they have to establish dominance over the visitors so that you don't think that this is a free-for-all. Yeah. That you don't think that you could just run around or do anything. You know, we had to wear masks in there. And I remember they had these little signs like, put your mask up. We're outside. It's 10% capacity. All of these seats are spaced. They had the seats roped up. Yeah. I went to a, I went to a few Ranger games at ten, at ten percent capacity, and every time they allowed you to lower your mask to take a sip of like, a sip of beer or like have a bite to eat or so something. I always had a beer in my hand every moment because as long <laughs> as as that's me normally in a game anyway. But at every uh, Keith, as long as you had the beer in your hand, you could have your mask off. Yeah, but once your beer was in the cup holder and they were immediately on you, like put the mask back on. Dude, I would just sit there. I would just, I would be double fisting the whole time, just with two beers in my no, hands. That, just in, that's it. Instead of putting my mask up, I would flash my beer. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I'm drinking. Yo, yeah, yeah, like, give me a break. At every moment, it give was ten percent capacity was loud. That Astros series was great. I it remember, was insane. I, I just remember the the bleachers. We were going nuts, and they even had like they had like caution tape on the bleachers for where you couldn't yeah. sit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and different rows of seats too. Like you would have your four seats, and then just caution tape. Because I was I was under the impression, all right, we'll buy tickets ten percent capacity. We'll sneak down into the better seats that no, wouldn't allow it. it no, was, they were it was, it was real. Security stingy. had it had it locked down in Yankee Stadium. You had to be in your seat. The only Man. thing that was great is that was the only time that there was no bathroom on Yankee Stadium. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You, that's you, the only time the bathrooms the, weren't destroyed. You could go to the bathroom and get back within and not miss the half inning. And you were fine. I remember it was cold and, you know, uh, Pinstripe Strong podcast. I used to be on with Joe's and Chris McFly. Shout out to the guys. I'm excited for Joe's to make his WFAN debut tomorrow. But, you know, we were talking about how we were going to those games and we were cold and mad. We had to watch Jay Bruce play first base. <laughs> we had to watch Glaber Torres play shortstop. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were, we were watching those games. Man, do you remember the game? And I know we got to go to break soon, but there was a game where there were a bunch of kids from Fordham, and I know because I like I go to the stadium and I walk all around the stadium. There were a bunch of kids from Fordham in the left field bleachers. Tampa was owning us, and it was just bad. I think the Yankees were getting shut out. Maybe it was something like 8 nothing. It was one of the the nights that I remember Glaber Torres, he like didn't hustle to first. Mm-hmm. These kids start throwing baseballs onto the field. Really? I did not know that. Bro, it was so odd. It was 10% capacity, and um, I'm like, where'd they get these baseballs from? Are these baseballs that, like, the I don't know, the outfielders threw in, or did they yeah. bring their own baseballs in? It just was not a good look for Yankees fans. Yankees fans always, you know, get uh, disrespected, and we're made out to be the worst fans. But it was like, man, the, the team wasn't playing well. Fans were throwing baseballs on the field. They had to, like, stop the game. I'm like, what is going on in here? And we, we were calling the podcast cold and mad. You know, we were talking about how, you know, we have to we have to get COVID tests, how we had to buy tickets in advance, how, you know, there's 10 percent capacity. All these seats aren't open. And it was uh, horrible how we were locked out of the stadium in 2020. And we come in and these guys are not playing well. We're leaving the stadium cold and mad. People are leaving in the eighth inning. And yeah, it was a strange Yuck. time. It was a strange time. Yuck. All right. Uh. You can take another call on them. Yeah, I'll sneak in one call because we do have somebody that might want to talk, Yanks. Jordan is in Baldwin on the fan. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Keith. Uh, I just want to start by saying I'm a huge fan. I'm a St. John student junior, so like you're, I'm kind of studying right now in uh, like uh, Radio Mart and stuff like that. So you're just a huge inspiration for someone like me and local, too. So I just want to say it's like really cool to keep hearing you on the station. Appreciate it, and, bro. Uh, Work hard, just, put the time in, and don't give up on yourself. Um you know, I'm I'm a small percentage of people that have, you know, went to school for radio and television and made it. But for 11 years, I wasn't sure I was going to actually make it. I thought I was just not going to, you know, use my degree. But it came around for me. And if you uh, put the work in and you believe in yourself, it can happen for you, too. That's awesome to hear. I appreciate you hearing uh, saying that. But uh, I just wanted to talk about the Yankees and the Knicks real quick. Uh, first, my Yankee question is Anthony Volpe is absolutely just balling out and he's making me and I'm sure a bunch of other Yankee fans like delighted and you know it's it's making IKF it was like honestly it was IKF's job to lose as much as it pains me to admit it but it's making it look more and more uh, losable I don't know if it's going to be immediate or if it's going to be eventual but I just think he needs to play this season and also follow up uh, I think uh, Rendon and Cole is going to be a, it's, it's a good rated uh, one-two punch but I think it's going to be like flying under the radar, and they're really going to rack up the strikeouts and the low ERA, which kind of want to pass, like get up there with the, that. The Yankees have the pitching, but I want to talk about this whole thing with IKF, right? It's supposed to be IKF's job. You know what? IKF's job was supposed to be come in and be the stopgap shortstop last year until the kids are ready. You didn't trade these kids. They're ready. So, like, we're, are we going to really – force IKF on the fans again. We don't want to see the guy. Now they're nope. talking about, oh, this guy can do so many things. He can even play the outfield. Enough already. Like, you have <laughs> two talented young shortstops. Let one of them go. Like, let one of them play, I mean. And IKF, like, I just, for what? Like, wh- like what does IKF do there's to help make, this it, team? It, makes no, there's everything that, everything Volpe, everything IKF does, Volpe does better with more potential and I just think the let the, the more and more we delay him to come up, like what are we like the the window is getting like we have Judge we refined him that's great that's fine but like we got him we got the weapons we're gonna get one more to trade deadline I'm feeling it I'm with you on that but why wait we gotta go and the longer we wait to get like to bring him up in July we then we just wasted like a month and a they half. They don't want to start the clock on this kid. And yeah. uh, they, you know, it, I've, I've listened to Boone talk about IKF. So I can't anymore. Like how, like how much, how much do you have to sell this guy to us? Not there's nothing. There's nothing anymore. He did the best he could, and I'm and I am not. I'm a not big mad at on IKF. Him. I knew what I, I've seen IKF before he came to the Yankees. I know yep. what he is as a player. 
He gave what? us exactly what he is. Exactly, That's exactly for what he one gave year. Us. What is the point of him being the opening day starter? I heard Michael K say that, and I'm just at, at this point, what it's, is this for? The stop it's, gap, it's the, the gap it's, is it's over. Like you said, to stop the clock, it's to not to start the clock yet. But also, just to follow up one more thing before I get going, where do you really see these Knicks going? Besides, like I, I think I see like a, a late second round exit. I said to my friend this morning, I said if we play the Bucks, we're gone and. We're gone in five, but if we play the Celtics, I think we can get them to six or seven. With the Garden, we'll be bumping. The Bucks will give us more of a problem because there's no one to check the honest. But the Garden will get in Tatum's head, and I just think with Brunson and everything, and I'm an RJ supporter, I don't care. I, I think he, he just needs to come around and get more comfortable. But Jalen Brunson's balling, Josh Hart's balling, Julius Randle's balling, Mitch is healthy. Where do you really think these Knicks can go here and then from here to next year? So thanks for everything, Keith, and uh, I'm going to keep listening. I can't wait to keep listening all night. So Appreciate have it, a Jordan. Good one. Thank you. I'm not going to be the guy to tell you what the Knicks can't do. I don't believe that they can win a championship this year. I don't believe that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. But I'm not going to say, oh, they're a first-round exit. Or, like, let's see. What I'll tell you about the NBA playoffs is it's altered by injury every year. When Kawhi gets hurt. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Uh, Draymond gets suspended. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Uh, or Trey Young gets hurt. <laughs> Kyrie gets hurt. James Harden gets hurt. There's always injuries. If the Knicks stay healthy, they have a team. They have a starting five and a good bench. They have a coach with experience. I think that they can get out of the first round. I think. I'm not going to put any limits on them, though. I'm not looking at this East as like, I'm looking at the East. Okay, the Bucks, yes. The Celtics, yes, they have made it. The Bucs have made it to the finals and won it in the last three years. The Celtics were there last year. But I just watched the Knicks beat the Celtics. Granted, Jalen Brown wasn't playing. I said on air that I thought the Celtics were the favorites to get back to the finals and win it. I don't know anymore. Nobody knows anything, and that is why we watch. 877-337, a 6-6, six six, two more sixes will get you on the fan. We're taking calls right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.